0: Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman. And I'm sorry about uh, not putting out a show last week, but I had family in town and we had plans for the 6 p.m. hour last Tuesday and if you do not prioritize your family and friends, you are doing things wrong. But if you want me to blow off my family in order to provide you with the show, then I suggest you go over to patreon.com slash shock radio and become a patron. Or you can send me money through the cash app. Use the cash tag shock radio. You can even leave me a note if you like. You can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. If you want me to feature you in a mailbag segment that I do sometimes. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and a BitShoot channel, so go ahead and subscribe over on there. And, you know, like, share, and comment, subscribe, interactions. That all, that, that all matters to the algorithms or whatever. So just a reminder that I have stuff out there. You know, I'd appreciate your support in any manner that you can give it. Uh, so comedian Scott Wharton has moved on to Warmer Climbs. He's, uh, he's, he's gone on to uh, go to Austin to be close to his uh, lover Joe Rogan. I'm kidding, of course. And uh, EK made me a whiskey sour. Isn't that nice? That was very nice of him. So uh, good luck to Scott, Scott Wharton, comedian Scott Wharton. Look for him on YouTube. Look for him on the comedy scene if you're out there in the Austin, Austin area. I'm sure he's going to be out and about making a name for himself. So be sure to support him because he supported me and I supported him and we're friends and stuff. So just a shout out to him and good luck to him in Austin. The University of Boston. University of Austin. I saw a kid pop a wheelie on his bike today, and I am so glad that kids still know how to do that. Not all of them are lost in their devices. Unicycles need to make a comeback, don't you think? I know it was kind of a fad back in the late 70s and early 80s, but I think unicycles are incredibly underrated. It's like riding half a bike, you know? Now, I know it seems like elementary school math, but seriously, riding a bike is not that difficult, but there is a learning curve. And with a unicycle, it's a whole different learning curve. Now, I don't, I don't understand how there's this whole silliness stigma attached to the unicycle riding. For, for some reason, when people think unicycle, their mind puts a juggling clown on the unicycle. Now, I don't think there's any absurdity inherent in a unicycle. They're really hard to ride. If I see someone riding one, I'm impressed, even if it is a clown. Hey, how come it's riding a bicycle or a unicycle and not driving or operating a bicycle or a unicycle? Riding just makes it sound it's like it's a passive thing, like you're just along for the ride, you know what I mean? So no texting and riding your bicycles, kids. Anyway, I understand why the bicycle caught on more than the unicycle, simply because it's easier. But even in the first days of bicycles, where they had no brakes and a big giant front tire and a tiny rear tire, I would say that bicycles back then were equally difficult and dangerous to ride as unicycles. You might as well learn how to ride a unicycle at that point. And you know those bike racks? (laughs) When was the last time you saw a unicycle chained up to one? Never, right? Because if you're riding a unicycle, you can go ahead and ride right into the school or the courthouse or wherever you're going. I would argue it's safe to ride unicycles indoors. If people use Segways in those carts in Walmart, why not have people riding unicycles everywhere? That'd be a sight. A guy on a unicycle shopping in Walmart. I guess clowns need reasonably priced underwear, too. What I'm trying to say is that I can never pop a wheelie as a kid, and I sure as hell can never ride a unicycle. I'm jealous. There. I said it. Whiskey Sour. Uh, so I saw, saw a couple movies over the last couple weeks, and I'm, I wanted to do a couple reviews for you. And as you know, the, the big <laughs> uh, summer blockbuster, <laughs> I guess... Is is uh, Black Widow? Black Widow came out, and I went out with my friends and got went and go see this awful, awful film. Black Widow was just friggin' awful. First of all, a prequel somewhat implies that the main character is essentially immortal for the duration of the film. However, that does not mean that Black Widow is is Catwoman and has nine lives. Huge fireball hits the car. Flips three to, four, three to five times and hangs off the bridge. Scarjo survives. Scarjo falls four stories, hitting ductwork and facade all the way down, and she lives. Scarjo and her sister, not sister, rolls another car and slides down into a parking garage, and they both live. At that point, you shatter the suspension of disbelief. Black, wom- Black Widow is not Captain America. You don't get tougher just by rubbing shoulders with the likes of Thor. No cameos from the other Avengers. That's noticeable. That's noticeable. General Ross is the only real crossover character. So I, de- I guess they didn't want to clash with the girl power vibe of the film, where every male is incompetent and useless. Jim Hopper plays Red Guardian. And he's just so Stupid. Sure, David Harbour may be a decent actor, but if you know anything about him as a person, you would understand understand that him playing a communist is not exactly a stretch for him. And his character is simply comic relief. Ho 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 ho! Men are so dumb. Only women could do things right. And what is what is really hilarious is the fact that Red Guardian. And the gorgeous Rachel Wise and the perfectly beautiful Scarjo at all are all constantly getting fucked over by the Soviets and the Russians, and they never, ever, 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 ever say anything to the effect that communism is fucked up or Russia is a badly, poorly managed, or a criminal organization masquerading as a nation. Nothing like that. Okay, let's talk about the Red Room. Deep web implications aside, this place is nonsense. There is no way Russia could finance, build, operate, or maintain a floating city in the sky. Man, they really sucked off the Russians in this film. How dare you, ScarJo? You deserve better than that. Speaking of which, the big bad guy is a close-talking Winston Churchill skeeve that is easy to hate, so I guess that makes it for an effective villain. However, Taskmaster had to be a woman under the mask, but a male body double in every shot with the mask to make her more villainous. So anyway, Sisterhood of the Traveling Vest. I mean, Joni H. Chachi. I mean, Black Widow, two of 13 stars. You know you really need, I know you really need to pee during the credits, but you should really hold out and be sure to subscribe to Disney Plus for the spinoff you don't want to see. I was really mad at that movie. Mm. Mmm, is sour. So I saw a movie last night called Crown Vic. It's a Tom Jane cop movie. You know, cops have a really tough job. It's really tough. And I know that a lot of people out there are F the police and all that, but you have to understand what a tough job it is being the thin blue line separating us from chaos and anarchy. Not since Training Day have I seen a very good movie about cops juggling the lines of morality so well. Don't get me wrong, Training Day is a superior film. But still, it's bold to try to compete with a film like that and still make a great film without being derivative. The big difference between Crown Vic and Training Day is that by the end of Training Day, the villain du jour is Denzel Washington. Spoiler alert! But in Crown Vic, the villain or antagonists are constantly shifting. It's the streets. It's the perp. It's the tweaked-out vice cops. Sometimes it's the main characters. Now you know I don't want to reveal too much about a movie I recommend, but I will give you the gist of the plot. It's similar to Training Day in the sense that it's a veteran cop partnered up with some FNG greenhorn who's young, married with a kid on the way, and the training officer, Thomas Jane, is the 25-year-old vet of the police force still in patrol, seemingly dead-ended in his career. The movie is good at presenting the gamut of bizarre situations that cops must run into in an average night of their lives. From the mundane to the intense, from the silly to the violent to the macabre, so these are the kinds of things that real, real cops deal with day in, day out. Not saying that the characters in Crown Vic are an example of your average cops, because dramatization is a thing that movies do. And often, things don't get that extreme. But the series of events that happens in Crown Vic are not unreasonable or out of the realm of possibility. And just like other movies that dance the line of morality and ethics, you are never really sure which side of the line you might might ultimately fall. You never know what you or me might do in any particular situation. Especially if we were cops and we had a duty to keep the peace. Yet we are still flawed humans, which we all are, even the cops. Crown Vic, 10 of 13 stars. Watch it. When the credits roll, you'll understand about as much as anyone else does. All right. Well, we're cruising right there. Okay. I got one more thing to read, and then we'll get into the news. Mmm. Whisk So I, w- I want you to be proud of yourself for not being racist. If you're watching my show, I want you to be proud of the fact that you didn't fall into those racist traps. If you think Black Lives Matter is a racist organization because of the race mentioned in its own name, pat yourself on the back. Because you understand how racism works and that it's damn near baked into the cake of every human being. If you think that a statement like you can't be racist to white people is one of the most interesting racist maxims to appear in the modern era, good for you. If you think critical race theory is an insane racist manifesto designed by some angry people who want to take over America armed with only a race card, you are not a racist. What is the race card anyway? Is it the Ace of Spades? Ace of Spades. Let's go with Ace of Spades. (laughs) It's a what? The Motorhead card. It's a Motorhead card. Okay. Uh, If you can watch the Chappelle show and laugh in sync with your friends of all races, congratulations. You are tolerant and not looking to prove how tolerant you are by trying to be offended on behalf of your minority friends. If you cringe every time you hear the mainstream media say words like black and brown people, you should congratulate yourself. If you are baffled, how society thinks, quote-unquote, people of color is not offensive, but colored people is, you are not a racist. And I think that there is a very, very large majority of Americans who are like this, despite what mainstream media might say. The concept of white privilege is not anything new. Racists of the past decade would say ridiculous things like, it's a privilege to be born white. And just like the colored people thing, flipping the syntax does not flip the meaning. Even these people who are trying to fight for things like critical race theory probably aren't racist either. They are probably just so stupid that they cannot see the racist the racism that is in the policies that they are pushing for. They are probably just punishing themselves due to the white guilt forced upon them by liberal teachers all of their lives and they want to prove how unracist they are. All this racist nonsense is a very complicated trap designed to recruit the weak-minded into an army for the socialist monsters who want to turn America into communist Russia because they think they are on the ground floor of the American Communist Party and would therefore, therefore become part of the ruling class. So congratulate yourselves for being smart enough to sidestep these traps. Congratulations on being on the right side of history. Unlike all those racist idiots that thought that they were on the right side of history, they have a rude awakening coming. We conservatives need to take back the term "woke" because we were always the ones who never fell asleep. All right, let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. Might be a short one today. Where is the Okay, so Russia warns U.S. over hypersonic missiles in Europe. It could lead to, quote, inadvertent conflict. Anyway, the Russian embassy in the U.S. did not mince words. Excuse me. In a tweet late Monday morning, uh, late Monday, warning uh, Washington not to deploy hypersonic missiles in Europe. The tweet begins with a red exclamation point that reads, uh, we would like to remind at, pen, at Pentagon Press Sec that potential deployment of any – when Russia uses emojis. How scary is that? Okay, hold on. This is what they This is what they tweeted. At, uh, we would like to remind at Pentagon Press Sec that potential deployment of any American flag hypersonic missile in Europe would be extremely destabilizing. Their short flight time would leave Russian flag, little to no decision time, and raise the likelihood of inadvertent conflict. End of the quote. How scary is somebody who uses emojis? The tweet comes as the U.S. reportedly turned its attention away from, the, from a railgun to hypersonic technology. John F. Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary, held a press conference on Monday, and, the, and it was asked by a reporter about Russia's claim that it successfully tested the SIRCON uh, hypersonic cruise missile. Reuters uh, reported that Russian p- President Vladimir Putin uh, said the weapon has no equal in the world. Of course, in a military conflict, the country that can strike, strike first and most decisively has the upper hand. You know, um, that statement is opinion, if you ask me. While the U.S. is believed to have the, the world's fiercest submarine fleet, Russia's hypersonic advancement seems to have been noticed, especially since these missiles are apparently being designed to have nuclear capabilities. Quote, we're certainly aware of President Putin's claims, Kirby said, according to a transcript from this press conference. And while I won't go into the specifics or providing any kind of analysis on his claims, it's important to note that Russia's new hypersonic missiles are potentially destabilizing and pose significant risks because they are nuclear-capable systems. Kirby said that the U.S. is working closely with allies and partners, including NATO, to try to check these destabilizing activities. The Pentagon did not immediately respond to an email from Fox News shortly after the Russian embassy tweet. Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera reported that, the missile, that a, the missile fired from a warship in the White Sea. Russia claimed that the missile traveled seven times the speed of sound and nailed a target about 217 miles away. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you don't know anything about international diplomacy and stuff like that, there's a lot going on here. First of all, this is Russia straight up telling them, "It's like we know what you're putting in, in these uh, European bases. That's, that's Russia basically telling you, we know what you're doing. Uh, and uh, Russia Russia has been threatening war, using war as a threat. It's like, you don't want to piss us off. We're going to start some shit. And you'll be in trouble. No, we wouldn't. We would crush Russia in a couple months. Couple of months. All right? And, and it's just like that thing I said about the uh, the Black Widow movie. It's like, you know, Russia could never have super soldiers (laughs) they don't have you know capitalism allows for the kind of money that allows somebody like jeff bezos to shoot himself into space you know what i mean you know communism and the and the criminal organizations you know they want to stuff their pockets with money and cocaine over in russia (laughs) right and a bunch of prostitutes you know what i'm talking about it's like they're too (laughs) self-indulgent <laughs> and I know it's hard for an American saying that like how could how's that how's that possible aren't aren't capitalists self indulgent yeah a bit but you know what we also we are, we're also better at everything <laughs> you know <laughs> And so Russia is like warning about these mi- hypersonic missiles in Europe and y- and you know what uh y- the US probably isn't scared at all you know because the sons of bitches use emojis you know how can you be scared of somebody that uses emojis Anyway, I'm not scared of Russia. You shouldn't be either. And so, uh, and I'm sure America isn't, even the, the stupid-ass Democrats that are running it now. Anyway, let's go on to this uh, weird, weird story. Uh, airline brawl caught on video shocks passengers. Alleged racial slur is used a wild brawl erupted on a Frontier Airlines flight from Philadelphia this week after one passenger reportedly complained that another was taking too long to remove his luggage from the overhead bins. The incident unfolded around 9 30 p.m. on Sunday as passengers were disembarking the plane at Miami International Airport. Quote, you could see the white man on top of a black passenger just beating him between the seats. The flight attendant got involved and everyone just was just involved. yeah, in, in that sh- close quarters, you know. You can't help but get involved. Uh, Pierre-Louis, a witness who goes by... The, I'm not going to promote her for herself. She's a hip-hop artist. And a Louis uh, told WPLG that one passenger on the plane took issue with how long another in front of him was taking to remove his bags. Before that, passenger turned around, used a racial, uh, r- racial slur, and punched him. Her account cannot be independently verified. So no one else is saying that a racial slur was used. Video of the incident posted on Millie Miami's Instagram page, which contains graphic language, shows two men fighting with each other as voices come over the plane's loudspeaker, urging them to break it up and for others to get the cops. (laughs) As a child can be heard crying, the white passenger appears to be telling the black passenger repeatedly, don't talk shit. just, don't talk shit, don't talk shit. The white passenger is then led away as other passengers start shouting, uh, shouting towards the front of the plane. Quote, you're all adults. Get out of the plane, one man says. What the hell, was, what the hell is that shit? Go, don't look back. Look forward. Move out. <laughs> uh, I got kids back here, man. What the hell is wrong with you guys, he adds. The footage ends with passengers walking off the plane. Miami-Dade police told WPLG that black, that the black passenger involved in the brawl decided not to press charges. We'll come back to that. In a statement, Frontier Airlines told Fox News that as a flight from Philadelphia to Miami was to, uh, deplaning in uh, Miami International Airport, a physical altercation broke out between passengers who were tor- uh, towards the back of the aircraft. "Quote: The flight crew requested law enforcement assistance. All passengers involved were remained to, uh, were asked to remain in the, on the aircraft." However, some disregarded the flight crew's instructions, the statement added. Ultimately, local law enforcement became involved. Frontier did not respond when asked by Fox News if a racial slur had been used. All right, so based upon this, just this article alone, it seems like someone is contending, this Millie Miami person, is contending that a racial slur was used, but I doubt it, just because it was white man on black man violence. And so I don't think that that happened. But uh, uh, let's, let's say it did. Let's say it did happen. The, the black guy who was beat upon uh, chose not to press charges. Now, there are many reasons <laughs> why someone would choose not to press charges in that kind of situation when somebody punches you in the face. One, he could just be a man. He just couldn't be an adult human being, male, who would say, hey, I got punched in the face. Sometimes you get punched in the face. All right. Two, uh, he decided not to press charges because he has outstanding warrants. He didn't want anyone running his name (laughs) and getting arrested himself. Three, he could have realized that he was antagonizing this passenger. Like, as soon as like, Hey man, can you hurry up? And then all of a sudden you start slowing down deliberately. I think that that is quite possible. And, uh, I think that could have happened, and so he slowed down deliberately, and finally the guy just snapped and, like, beat him in the face. Or, four, four. <laughs> the most reasonable explanation of why this guy decided not, to pre- not, decided not to press charges is, I don't know about you, but I would rather get punched in the face than have to go to court. Now, that's just me. <laughs> I don't have any outstanding warrants or anything like that, but going to court is a pain in the ass. And if you decide to press charges, you're going to have to go to court especially when it's like an assault charge. All right. <laughs> so I don't know about you. I would be a man and just take your licks and move on. You're in Miami after all. <laughs> when I read that story, is like I found it very curious. I did decide not to press charges. And so I'm sitting there my, spinning up my mind. I was like, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather get punched in the face than have to go to court. When I got, when I got in trouble for having alcohol in a, in a, in a park, I'd rather the cop just punch me in the face or pour it out on my beer or something like that So then instead of going to court. What a pain in the ass. All right, let's go to the next story. Becca Myers, decorated U.S. Paralympian, withdraws from the Games out over lack of reasonable accommodations. Becca Myers, a three-time Paralympic, Paralympic gold medalist, said Tuesday she is withdrawing from the Tokyo Games. Myers, who won three gold medals at the Paralympic Games in Rio in 2016, accused the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee, of denying her essential accommodation for her disability. The 26-year-old suffers from Usher syndrome, which caused her to be blind. She has also been deaf since birth. Usher syndrome is a rare genetic disorder that causes deafness due to, uh, due to impaired ability of the inner ear and auditory nerves to transmit sensory sound uh, input to the brain, uh, accompanied by retinus pigmentosa a disorder that affects the retina and causes progressive loss of vision, according to the National Organization of Rare Diseases. Meyer said she had no choice but to make the gut-wrenching decision to withdraw. Quote, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, but most of all, I'm sad to not be representing my country, she said in a statement. The US OPC has uh, denied a reasonable and essential accommodation for me. As a deaf-blind athlete, to be able to compete in Tokyo telling me repeatedly that I do not need a personal care assistant who I trust because there will be a single PCA on that's personal care assistant on staff that is available to assist me and 33 other Paralympic swimmers, nine of whom are also visually impaired. The USOPC has approved, approved, approved me having a trusted PCA, my mom at all international meets since 2017. But this time it's different with COVID, there are new safety measures that limit the non-essential staff in the place. Rightfully so, but a trusted PCA is essential for me to complete. Now that's a quote, so I'm not going to say that she's wrong by saying rightfully so. But everything else there is fine. She went on to say, "So in 2021, why is a disabled person? Why, as a disabled person, am I still fighting for my rights? I'm speaking up for the future generations of Paralympic athletes in hope that I'll never have to experience the pain I've been through. Enough is enough." Now I'll answer that here at the end of the article. According to the Washington Post, the crackdown on who can attend the games because of the coronavirus pandemic has a ripple effect on Myers. There are no foreign spectators allowed, and a limit of the, on those uh, a limit on who the countries can bring to the games. Quote: there remain, there remain no exceptions to late additions to our delegation list, other than the athletes and essential operation personnel per the Organizing Committee and the Government of Japan. Rick Adams, the Chief of the Sport Performance and National Governing Body Services for the USOPC, holy cow, how many jobs they got over there, told Myers' father, Mark, in an email on June 29th, according to the Post. As I said to to you both on the phone and over email, I fully empathize with your concerns, and I wish we could could find, find a way as we have in the past. The Myers family told the newspaper that they were told it wasn't the government's blocking the extra personnel, but concluded it was the USOPC. Uh, quote, we are dealing with unpre- unprecedented restrictions uh, around what is possible in the ground of, on the ground in Tokyo. It's been widely reported the Tokyo organi- Organizing Committee of the Olympic and Paralympic Games, at the direction of the government of Japan, is not permitting any personnel other than the operational essential uh, staff with roles related to the overall execution of the Games into the country the USOPC told The Post. <coughs> "Excuse me, This position has resulted in some athletes advising us that they will not accept a nomination to Team USA for both the Olympic and Paralympic Games. We are heartbreak- heartbroken for athletes needing to make agonizing decisions or whether, whether to compete if they are unable to have their typical support resources at a major international competition, but our top priority is ensuring that the safety of our athletes, coach- coaches, staff, and the citizens of the host country. USOPC didn't... Uh, immediately responded to a request from Fox News. Uh, quote, Becca has been forced to make a decision that no Paralympian should ever have to make, and Speedo fully supports her decision to withdraw from the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. As a valued member of the team Speedo, we continue to stand alongside Becca and support her journey and all that, uh, and all that makes her an inspiring role model for the next generation of swimmers, the company, told, uh, company said in a statement to Fox News. Myers picked up wins in the 400-meter freestyle, 100-meter butterfly, and 200-meter medley in Rio de Janeiro. Okay. So I want to find that, that question she had. So here's a question she asked: So why in 2021, why as a disabled person am I still fighting for my rights? That's an excellent question. <clears throat> it, it's kind of an easy answer, uh, uh, but it's a sad and, and twisted answer. Number one, uh, uh, people are real paranoid about this COVID thing. Um, it, like, it's really made a lot of people crazy, all right? The whole idea of Karens, all right? You know what Karens are, right? That all got birthed out of this insanity, this whole COVID insanity, all right? And so, you know, Japan is just, they're just, uh, what's the word I can use to, they're weird in OCD, okay? Uh, Japanese people, they're weird in OCD. That's all there is to it, all right? So why in 21 is a, is a disabled person still fighting for their rights to have somebody lead them around? She's fucking deaf and blind. I'll tell you why. It's because the, the, uh, the Olympic Committee is way too busy allow, trying to accommodate these transgender athletes. They're trying to not offend these men pretending to be women, thus making that event obsolete or pointless. What's the point in paying attention to any event that has males competing with females? And you want to you sit there and tell me all day long, it's like, well, you transgender women or women. It's like, no, they're fucking not. No, they're not. In any event that you let a man compete in, that it's a woman's event, it's, it's DQ'd. It's disqualified as far as I'm concerned. That event doesn't matter this year. All right? And because, you know, they're so focused on this kind of, like, appeasing these mentally ill assholes, you know, who, try, who, who, suck, who suck at their event in their own gender, and so they switch over to a female or whatever like that, and, and then, then excel. Whoa, what a surprise. And because the Olympic Committee is so busy, is so busy pandering to these idiots, disabled people do not get what they need. People with real problems don't get what they need. Okay, And so that's, that's the issue here The issue here is that we're all bending over backwards And kissing the ass of these transgender assholes That you know, real problems are not getting solved Anyway, this thing, it, it frustrates me to no end It frustrates me, I, I mean I don't give a shit about the Olympics But you know, these people train very hard They work out more than I have ever worked out in my life You know what I'm talking about? And this woman is deaf and blind Winning gold medals What excuse do I have? I have two more senses than her And she would swim me into the, uh, until I drowned <laughs> If we jumped off a ship together I'm the one being eaten by the shark You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Hey EK, can I get a Just a, like a finger or two Of whiskey I appreciate it uh, EK's being so, so accommodating today and I want you to go over to uh, fxbgpublicradio.com slash booking, and you can book studio time. You can book a DJ. You can book all sorts of things. If you're a podcaster, you're a photographer, you're a musician, you can do all sorts of stuff at fxbgpublicradio.com slash booking. Hopefully you're in the Fredericksburg area. <laughs> all right, so... All right, we got, all right, three more stories. Three more stories to get through. Alligator attacks severely injures man who fell off a bike at a Florida park. God bless, sir. Thank you. Alligator attacks severely injures man who fell off a bike at a Florida park. A bicyclist was attacked by roughly nine-foot-long alligator at a park in Stewart, Florida, on Monday, according to authorities. The unidentified man was riding his bike on trail at Halpatokee. Regional Park around eleven AM when he lost control and fell about six feet down an embankment and into a body of water. The Martin County Sheriff's Department office, Martin County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook. Okay, that's why I didn't want to give out his name, because he it wasn't the alligator wasn't the reason why he fell. So he doesn't want people to know that he fell off his bike and down a ravine and into into the water. He was believed to have landed close to a female alligator who was near her nest, the report said. After he fell, the alligator bit the man, severely injuring him. I should say so. The cyclist was able to break free and then crawl to an area where he was assisted by a bystander, the sheriff's office said. Holy cow. Rescue workers secured the scene and drove the man more than a mile to a, to a medical helicopter, according to the authorities. He was airlifted to a medical center in Fort Pierce with traumatic injuries. I should say so. Fire rescue official Sean Lasowie, forgive me if I got that wrong, uh, said, according to T.C. Paul, trapper John Davidson was able to locate and trap the alligator following the attack, the sheriff's office said. Ooh, I want to see a picture of that guy. you suppose He looks like Joe Dirt. Anyway, uh, quote, you got to be careful when you're around the water, especially this time of year, said Davidson, according to Newsweek. The females are sitting on nests and are particularly aggressive. An investigation into the attack is being led by officers of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, FWC. According to the FWC, there are 12 12 incidents of alligators biting people in Florida last year. Stewart is about 110 miles north of Miami. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Florida, but alligators are a real thing. (laughs) You really got to watch out for them Um, because they're around. (laughs) You'll see them. If you live in Florida, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's like you will see them, and they are vicious creatures, you know. Little dinosaurs walking around. And so, I mean, this guy guy fell off his bike, didn't want to give his name because he's embarrassed. But he, he tumbled down this embankment. And because that happened quickly, the female alligator who's sitting on her nest must be, is thinking predator and went after him. And to be honest, I am very surprised that this guy got away because once a gator gets a hold of you, that's, that's pretty much it. Wasn't there a kid that was eating at Disney World or something? Yeah, I think so. Was, yeah, some alligator like, just jumped out and snatched him. I mean, that was it for the kid. You know, I mean, I, I guess this guy, is, he's a bike rider, so I guess he does good cardio and able <laughs> to get away, get away. But holy cow, surviving, surviving an alligator attack. That's, one, that's a story he's going to tell for the rest of his life, isn't it? All right, we've got uh, two more stories. We're going to talk about the Olympics here a little bit again. Olympian Nijah Houston uh, on, pan, on panned bed situation. We need good sleep. That's a quote. He's not worried about, quote, hooking up. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you heard this story, but it is hilarious. Najaya Houston, Najaya Houston, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, will be representing the U.S. Olympics' first ever skateboarding competition. Houston on Monday took, his, uh, took to his Instagram followers, no, took his Instagram followers on a tour of, uh, of his room in the Olympic Village in Tokyo, including showing off the cardboard beds that athletes will have to sleep on for the length of the games. Quote, "Uh, it's feeling pretty hard, as you can see, Houston said of the bed. You could definitely feel, darn it. You could definitely feel that it's made out of some very high-tech cardboard. Really pretty simple design. Kind of hurtful, but this is the room. The cardboard beds, which are 100% recyclable and made by the Japanese company Airweave, have been dubbed the anti-sex beds as rumors swirled around the village and on social media that beds would collapse if athletes partook in extracurricular activities. Oh, boy. (laughs) Houston alluded to the anti-sex designation. Quote, so here we got the infamous anti-sex bed in the Olympic room, and that was their way to solve the problem because apparently if you hook up with someone on a bed like... uh, on it, the bed, like, completely breaks down and ruins it. <laughs> but the only problem I see is that for me and the boys got a hard, uncomfortable bed to sleep on. We need good sleep, and me and the homies here, we're not worried about hooking up with chicks. We're at the fucking Olympics to focus the beast, focused and beast up. That's what we're here for, he added. American runner Paul Kalimo, Cam- 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 forgive me, uh, tweeted about the so-called anti-sex beds in the Olympic Village on Friday. Uh, beds to be installed in to- Tokyo Olympic Village will be made of cardboard. This is aimed at avoiding intimacy among athletes, he wrote. Beds will be able to withstand the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports. I see no problem for distance runners even four of us can do. However, Irish Olympian Rees Mac- McLenahan, forgive me, debunked the myth of the anti-sex bed. In a video, he was seen jumping on the, bread on the bed to, pr- to prove it can withstand some force. The Olympics officials thanked McClenahan, McLena- Forgive me for his video. Houston is set, uh, is set for his first Olympics and is a gold medal favorite. And if you look at these beds, they they don't even look like beds; they look like desks. All right. And it's funny because uh, we did a we did um, a story a couple weeks ago. I want to say three weeks ago about how. Uh, Japan was giving out condoms <laughs> to the Olympians. And, but they, they said, they're, don't use them here. They're saying, like, don't use them here. And so the idea of this, these anti-sex beds is kind of hilarious to me because um, you know Olympians are going to fuck. You know, they're young people. They are the most fit people on earth, all coming to one city in this weird s- summer camp thing that they do. <laughs> Olympians are going to fuck. That's all there is to it, all right? Because they pop out more little Olympians. That's the point. That's the point. What's the point of getting super fit unless, you know, you're trying to get laid? That's all I'm saying. So I mean, the idea that, you know, <laughs> you're going to stop people but from fucking is insane. Is insane. And I want to say, like, if the rumor starts swirling around that it's an anti-sex bed, it probably means that somebody already tried fucking. Because they're already there. You know what I mean? They're already doing the nasty. That's my point. Anyway, let's get into this last story. Leave us us with a happy taste in our mouth. Young girl calls 911 with a message for the sheriff and first responders. I love y'all. I should do it. uh, Mississippi. I love y'all. I love y'all. First responders from Collins, Mississippi, got a 911, 911 call that made their day when a young woman dialed in to express her gratitude for their service. <clears throat> Excuse me. Six-year-old Myla Santa Maria, that's a great name, Myla Santa Maria, called 911 to deliver an urgent message. I need y'all to tell the sheriff that I love him and I love y'all. Let me say that in normal voice so you can understand it. I need y'all to tell the sheriff that I love him and I love y'all. Maya of Collins, Mississippi, told the dispatcher, according to WDAM 7. The dispatcher sent a police officer immediately out to the house to arrest the younger. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, The dispatcher said, I will make sure that I get that to him, okay? Uh, She answered. I'm assuming it's a she. According to a transcript of the call placed earlier this week, uh, Covington County Sheriff uh, Daryl Perkins, got the message and decided a special thank you was in order. He surprised Mila and her family at her home, giving them school supplies and a special sheriff's department coin, WDAM reported. Mila, who starts first grade in the coming weeks, presented the sheriff with something of her own, a drawing featuring a heart. You know, it's the end of July. Don't bring school supplies to a kid. It just reminds them that summer is going to end very soon. It makes them think that it's going to end soon. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm, I hope, I hope that the sheriff <laughs> at least said something to the young girls like 911 is for emergencies, not for this very sweet thing you said to us. But I mean, uh, I guess, I guess, you know, when you're, when you're that age, it's like, that's what you think the police's phone number is. <laughs> that's what you think what the fire department's phone number is. You know, so I mean, it's uh, it's very sweet and everything like that. But you know, you shouldn't be tying up nine one one lines with all these beautiful things that you're saying. And I think it's good that kids understand that you know, uh, you know, these 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 uh, police officers and these first responders, they have like one of the tough, some of the toughest jobs in America, if you ask me. You know. It's rough work, especially these days, especially when it comes to the police. And even a young girl who, who cares about the police officers, it just it kind of shows the fact that even at six years old, it just proves that you know, you probably have good parents, you know, to respect the police, to show appreciation for what they do. Because, I mean, it's one thing being a waiter or a bartender or a fast food employee, you know you're a cop You know That's your life on the line That's other people's lives On the line as well You know You have a bad day at McDonald's You know You just screw up somebody's burger You know what I mean Anyway So I want to remind you again To go over to Patreon.com Slash Shock And become a patron I would appreciate it very much And uh, if I get If I get more uh, <clears throat> More patrons Maybe I'll put more Exclusive content Out there Those of you who are patrons You know Go tell your friends Become a patron because the Madman is the coolest guy ever. He drinks whiskey sours on his show. He's awesome that way. Or you can go over to Cash App. Use the Cash App and use hashtag uh, ShockMonkeyRadio. I would appreciate that. Uh, also, I have a YouTube channel and I'm also on BitChute. Search for ShockMonkeyRadio on BitChute and, Shock, and YouTube. Um, like, share, and subscribe there. Interact with my videos. Uh, comment, you know. Hell, I'll, I'll probably comment back. <laughs> I'm just that kind of nerdy. Um, I would I would appreciate it I would appreciate that and yeah I think uh, maybe I'll have to write more for you next week I gotta quit playing that casino game I'm I'm playing uh, this Four Kings Casino it's free to play if you want to meet me on there I'm on Shock Monkey Radio on there but uh, for some reason I love casinos and uh, so I've been playing this game a lot and so it's kind of messing with my writing so I, I gotta take time away from that and start writing more so if you want to look for me I'm also on Four Kings uh, Casino and Slots. I look for Shock Monkey Radio there. I would appreciate it. Anyway, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman, and I love you.